Hi, this is Susie Miller. Welcome to the Relationships and Revenue Show with John Hewlin. This is Relationships and Revenue, the show where real answers come from real discussions about what holds men back in their relationships at home and work. A better bottom line at work means improving life at home. This show is all about helping you become a better entrepreneur and a better man. Welcome back, everyone, to the Relationships and Revenue Show. I am your host, John Hewlin. So happy to have you with us today. And believe it or not, we have a fantastic guest today. Her name is Susie Miller. Susie, how are you? I'm great. How are you today? You know, much better than I deserve. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm excited to have Susie here today because not only is she a fantastic person, which she is, she has some fantastic things to share with us about relationships and how to make them better, both at home and at work. And as you listeners know, that's what we're all about here. So let me kind of give you a rundown of who Susie is. Now, Susie is a speaker. She's a coach. She's an entrepreneur. She is a therapist. She is an author, which she will talk more about here in a little bit. And she's also committed to helping high performers thrive in the relationships that matter most. Now, that's impressive enough all on its own. But I believe she has two other titles she holds most dear, and that is she's a wife and she's a mama. So, Susie, I've told everybody just, I mean, I just scratched the surface about who you are. And now that I've done that, take us back a little bit. Tell us as much as you can about you and how you got from where you were to where you are now. Well, thank you for having me, John. I'm happy to share a little bit. Thanks for that very um, kind and um, encouraging and effusive introduction. I appreciate that. I actually am a former therapist. I moved from the therapy realm into executive coaching because my clientele kind of dragged me that way. It was a very interesting <laughs> transition. Um, I ended up working with a lot of um, high-powered um, executive men and women who really wanted me to do some of the work I did personally with them in their uh, workspace as a consultant and as a coach. And it was at a time in my life um, I had um, gotten a cancer diagnosis mm. and wanted to really streamline my life and, and what I was doing. Um, our kids were teenagers at the time. And so I moved from the therapy world, which I, I'm a big fan of. I think it's always important to do what we can to get healthy into the coaching realm where I work with high performers to really help them identify what's going on in their communication and in their relationships, both at home and at work, so that they can really have the maximum life they want, so that they can have the success in business based on bringing all their personal skills to business and vice versa. And I, depending on the clientele I work with, I'll find that they really excel at one or another. You know, I'll never forget the day I had a man tell me, I'm killing it at work. I'm doing everything right. I'm at the top of my game. I pull into my driveway and I sit there and I pause a beat because I know when I go in, I'm going to feel like a failure. And I'm just so sad that I, you know, I don't know what to do with this, Susie. I don't know how to handle the fact that I'm, I'm distant from my wife and my, my kids. And, you know, I go to work and I'm, you know, I'm, top dog and I'm doing really well is do I have to pick one and in our work together my first comment was no you don't have to pick you can have 
both and there's some skills that we can use to and to help you develop and you know he we ended up working together for quite a while and he really began to thrive in both his work life and his home life and I think it's so often that we think we have to pick um, and I, I want to say you don't so part of how I learned that is I'm married to a businessman um, mm. we've just celebrated our 37th anniversary nice. and we actually have been living full-time on the road for the last three years as yeah. we've toured the country in our renovated RV tiny house where we just kind of see all the beauty um, this is coming out in the middle of the pandemic so we've been more stationary right now but we just decided a number of years ago we wanted to see the country we both work you know virtually and we're able to do that mm -hmm. and so that has been a really interesting um, kind of switch for us because now we're together all the time before COVID had us all be together all the time. But right. yeah, so that's what I love to do. I, I, I work with some organizations and nonprofits in terms of helping them with organizational and relational health. And all that's kind of grown from this work of this individual personal growth in relationship and communication skills. And the reason I share that is because I think this goes so well with what you talk about, John, which is that our relationships really do drive our revenue. They are intertwined, mm -hmm. that our, our personal health, our relational skills, our people skills, really do drive our lives in ways that we may not even be aware of until they begin to fall apart. You know, we look at the cost of not having good relationships at work with employee turnover. We look at, you know, I think the cost the last time I did the research was one and a half times an employee salary. Mm -hmm. We look at the cost of not working hard on our personal relationships yes. in terms of potentially divorce, you know, derailing a whole business. I mean, you know, there's been some very uh, public uh, examples of that most recently in the last year and a half, the uh, Jeff Bezos um, marriage ending. And, and so you want, in my heart, my passion is to help people have the skills to create the relationships that they want so they can thrive to watch the rest of their lives thrive. So that's kind of the work side of it. The other part of who I am is, yes, I am a wife. I am a mama. I am a new grandma. We have a grandson. I think he's a year, a year and 20 months right now. He'll be too soon. And so we have had a very full, rich life. We worked very hard at our relationship, both personally and you know, with my husband and I, and with our grown kids mm -hmm. as they grew up and now as they're adults. And so I think the one thing I say a lot that we can't get away from, a, from is it really is all about relationships. Yes. And so my goal is to help people have the skills to build strong ones. All right. Now, listeners, you need to understand it. Susie shared a lot of really good stuff about kind of where she's come from and how she's gotten to where she is now. But part of me feels like I need to sell her a little more. So let me give you some more really good stuff. She has been featured in things like Huffington Post, in Forbes, and she's been on podcasts like the Brand You podcast and the Growth Now Movement podcast. Now that's Mike Kim's and Justin Shanks shows, which you all know, I've talked about them before, so they are definitely friends of this show. So she is well-known, well beyond my small little circle. Lots of people know her very, very well. So, Susie, you got this book. I'm really, <laughs> really excited about this book. So, you know, the um, Listen, Learn, Love. How to Dramatically Improve Your Relationships in 30 Days or Less. That's a bold title. It's a bold title. It is. So, first of all, the why. Why write the book? Well, um, because I couldn't be in all the places at once. I began, as my business began to grow, I realized that I wanted to reach more people with this message. And they weren't people who I was necessarily going to be able to have a coaching relationship one-on-one -on -one 
or training consulting relationship, you know, where I work with teams. Um, but I felt like, you know, I was turning away a lot of people. And I don't say that arrogantly. It just, you know, you time, time would fill up. Yeah. And so I began to think, how can I reach more people? And um, one of my dreams for my whole life was to write a book. Mm. And so I began to write a book about actually about being married with business. And this chapter grew and grew and grew. It kind of became this communication chapter. And so in my kind of like, you can't have a chapter that's, you know, 12 chapters long or six chapters long. I pulled it out of this little book and thought, this is really where I start with everybody. These are some basic, you know, simple skills, not necessarily easy, that will help everybody no matter what. And so if they don't get to work with me personally, they're not going to be at an event I do. They're not going to hear me speak. They might not be in one of my courses. This is a way for everybody at a really low price point to get some skills that they can implement very, you know, very quickly to get dramatic results. And so the subtitle, I actually... Um, when my editor picked that and kind of pitched that to me, I was like, let me think about that. And I realized that I had stories of people, and I tell one in the book, um, where they ha saw results in as quick as 24 hours and then 30 days. And, and, the, and then here's what I found, on: When we begin to see improvement, we're motivated to do more work for deeper and longer lasting change. But I think we all need that hope of improvement and quick results. It's the kind of, it's the society we live in, it's the people we are. And so I wanted to provide some tools for people to be able to do that and have a results where they're like, okay, I can do this. I, I can see success because wouldn't you agree that success breeds success? Absolutely it does, sure. Now. I've, I can totally relate to what you're saying because I've seen, especially when it comes to uh, the speaking that I do, um, especially when I'm a crowd of men, but it definitely applies when I'm in a mixed crowd. Uh, I have a kind of a, an icebreaker that I do that almost always one of two things happens. I'll, immediate results like that day, or it's usually a month later. It's one or the other. Now, without getting into a lot of detail, I'm just trying to tease everybody with this because I'm going to talk about this in a future episode about what I actually talk about and how to get those kind of results to sure. try and improve your relationships at home. And that's what that particular one's about. Yeah. All right. So that's the why of the book. So I want to know a little more of the what. Okay. Tell me a little bit more about the significance of the books. What's in it that's going to help us make a difference or at the very least if you could pick one thing that's in there and say if you don't do anything else after reading this book if you focus on this one thing this is going to get you huge results right away oh gosh i love that question that's that's helpful so i'll answer both of them okay um, the, the thing about the book that i think is so helpful and the feedback i've gotten from people who've read it is that um it gives you actionable tips a lot of times I read books that are inspiring and motivating, and I'm always asking, well, but how do I do that? And so what I really wanted to answer in this book was, well, tell me how I do that. One of the things my clients say to me a lot is, Susie, you give me the language. You give me the tools to actually um, make a difference and, and move the needle and make a change. And so what I wanted to do in this book was give very actionable tips. And so they're, you know, listen, learn, love. There's a part of you that's like, well, duh. You know, I listen, you know, okay. And, and, and I, my, one of my comments to people and to myself is, do you really? And so, um, you know, love is, you know, I talk about love in personal relationships as being a sacrificial, you know, this deeper yes. And I talk about, you know, what, well, how do you apply it to business, Susie? And, and so I talk about that in the book. Um, the learn piece is, is where people have really begun to pause and go, wow, I didn't ever think about 
making the investment to learn this person and, and learn the deeper things about them, um, both personality, uh, preferences, you know, beyond that first initial falling in love or with a customer. One of the skills I talk about in, um, in this uh, challenge, I'm going to give a free gift at the end. I talk about this, this uh, skill of asking the next question. And so there's a lot of really actionable tips in the book that you can put to use right away. And that's been something that I really wanted people to have. So that it wasn't just, oh, that's a nice book. It was, this is really a, a tool guide. It, it provides you with the tools. One of my favorite go-to, if I share only one thing with your audience, if you only do this one thing, I will give you the super secret instant result tip. And that is that when you listen to people, you listen in two ways. The first thing you do is you pause whatever's going on in your mind and you pay attention to what they're saying. Because what happens when we listen is we often listen with our mind thinking about what we want to say in response. We don't listen with a full 100% attention on them. We listen with either, hey, I want to add to the conversation, or I want to rebuttal, or I want to disagree, or I want to, we, we, we think about what we're going to say, which means we're only partially present. And so I talk about pausing and really paying attention. And when you do that, this, and you lean in, and this person really feels like they matter to you, you are able to do this one thing, which is clarify and validate. I think most of us feel unheard. Mm. We don't feel like we're listened to in the way where somebody could say, gosh, I really can see where you're coming from. And so one of the skills I teach, the super secret tip, and it's, it's, it's not, um, I don't mean like it's, it's super secret, it's just something we don't think about. And that is this idea of clarifying and validating. Um, okay. Because often we move beyond the topic into where we want to go next. And so I'll teach people like a man who's coming home from work and his wife's upset about something. And of course he wants to be defensive because he didn't, he didn't blow it off on purpose. You know, she make you know, you don't help me with the kids or, you know, you're always late or, you know, something that's going to make that immediate tension grow in the relationship. And what I teach people to do, and let's use this comment, this, this instance, I will say, here's what you say. I can understand how you feel that way. That is one way to validate what they're saying. You're not agreeing, yeah, I was late on purpose. Yeah, I blew off our time schedule. Yeah, I don't help with kids. You're saying, I understand how you could feel that way. If you're not quite there, you could say, can you tell me more? So clarify, can you tell me more? Or validate, I can understand how you would feel that way. The, that one skill, if you just do that, I guarantee you, you will see results so fast. Because most people are expecting you to defend explain or dismiss they're not expecting you to lean in and go huh tell me more help me understand you they're not expecting you to say i can understand how my behavior would provoke those feelings and whenever we do that whenever we join someone come alongside people feel heard they feel cared about and defenses come down i've seen it more times than i can count john oh absolutely <clears throat> i would love to say that that is a skill that i've had my entire life it is not it's, it truly is something that I've, I won't say mastered. I've begun to learn how to use it in the last five years. Well, I tell on myself in the book and I tell on myself in this way. I don't do all these skills. I'm learning these skills. Half of what I come up with with my clients is because I'm struggling with it myself. And there's this moment <laughs> yeah. when I was writing the book when I was like, gosh, people who are really close to me are going to be like, nah, she doesn't do this. And so, <laughs> like I could tell you a time where she steamrolled over me or, or let me just tell you the last conversation where she was so defensive. And, and I tell on myself in the book. So that is one thing I think that makes it enjoyable to read is it's not me sitting here saying, oh, I have all these mastered. It's, hey, folks, I'm with you in this journey. I, have, I am learning to listen, learn, and love 
right alongside you. Um, so part of the stories come from my personal life. Part of the stories come from clients who've given me permission to use them. And some of the stories are like a, an amalgamation of a number of different clients just to protect people's anonymity. So I, I find that people say, oh yeah, that was me in the story, or I can relate to that. And then they feel better when they find out that I blow it too, on a regular basis. Oh yeah. I'd, when we try to come across as an expert only to people, I have found generally that turns them off. Mm. And it's kind of like, oh, either that or they're like, oh, well, you're a special case. And so what you're sharing with me, eh, maybe it'll work, maybe it won't. When, when people feel like you're one of them, they tend to listen more. At least I have found that to be true. So you, you have a statement in the book that I want you to kind of flesh out for us a little bit. Sure. You say relationships are the currency of today. Okay. Help us understand what you mean by that. So that's a great pickup um, uh, that you picked that up. Uh, I believe that relationships are the currency today in this way. It's all about relationships from opening a sale to, you know, having um, a fulfilling moment um, of connection with a personal relationship. Like, we, when I think about currency, it's what we trade in. It's what we, what we make, um, what matters to us, what we value, what we, what we seek after. And so to me, when I talk about relationships being the currency of today, what I mean is they are where we, and I don't mean this badly, but they are where we live and transact our life. If you have a good relationship with someone, they are going to promote your business. They are going to share you. They are going to refer you. They are going to help grow this medium of revenue, which we need to live it to live in this world today. And so I think when we look at, especially with what you talk about, when I talk about revenue with relationships and revenue, I love that, that pairing because I think relationships drive our revenue. Yes. I think that, you know, you have somebody that you um, may have, they may have a better deal, but you have a better relationship so you, with somebody else and you're going to pick them. We pay a little more for those, that good customer service that, yes. you know, that yes, we, we cared about. We all have a sign about make me feel important and what's in it for me. And those are relationship driven questions. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's a piece of it. Relationships are the currency of today. I talk about in terms of what gives meaning and thrill and power to our lives, our personal relationships, you know, our professional success relationships. So to me, it felt like a very encompassing term of a way in a very quick statement to say they are the most important thing going on. And it just felt like a different way to communicate how important relationships are. Because oh, a lot of times we spend time chasing money mm. and, and we think that makes us successful. And I wanted to kind of take that desire for profit and success and tie it to relationships so people would see that they are, if you have good relationships and you thrive in those, those are going to make the most impact in your life. The other side of that for me, and I think you touch on this with relationship and revenue as well in your framework, is that um, our personal relationships impact our professional persona. All the I mean, think about it. There's, we've all had a day where, you know, we, we, ha we get an argument with somebody at home, our, per our kid, our spouse, and it colors our day. And yeah. we bring it into the office with us. And we, and we have those moments where we are snippy or short-tempered, and it's all driven back to our home life and vice versa, you know? And, I, and so I really wanted to very quickly say, hey, people, relationships are really, it's all about relationships. It's really important. And if we, if we traffic in those well, if we learn to do that well, if we, if we, build our relationship skills, our currency in business and in our personal lives is going to go up. Absolutely. You know, you, you hit on something a moment ago. You talked about the word success. 
And I think far too many people have what is, in my view, a flawed definition of the word success. I think far too often it is connected to how much money you make or how high you climb on whatever ladder you're on. And I have met many extremely, I mean, sick, wealthy people. Mm -hmm. And every one of them have told me in a moment of quiet, I'm not successful at all. I just know how to make money. Success has nothing to do with money. Um, the definition that I use for success is this. Success is getting up one more time than you fall. Mm. Because if you don't fall, you don't learn. Correct. You just, you can't. There's just no other way to do it. So I, like yeah. I just wanted to throw that in for everybody. So remember how much you paid for it. Yeah. Well, and I think, no, I want to build on that because I think you have a really good point there, John, is, and maybe even, even more so in the, in expanding my definition of what I mean by this relationship to the currency of today. If we look at currency, money as success, then I'm really in a sideways saying it's way more about if success, if we've said the money I make, the currency I have, that that is my definition of success, I'm really kind of turning it on its own head and going, no, relationships, the quality of your relationships is the greatest currency you have. The quality of your people skills, it's what's going to help you bring more revenue in. But I totally agree with you. I've worked with so many high performers, incredibly successful people who are, like I said, killing it at work and they don't feel successful because their personal life or even their professional relationships or they're in their relationship with their own self and how they feel about themselves is in a place of struggle. And so we really kind of balance all that out and look at how to change that. And oftentimes it comes down to relationship and people skills and communication skills, which we're not taught. Like we, in, oh, in school, there's no so class true. on, you know, how to do conflict well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, I, you, you briefly hit on something that I think is crucially important. Listeners, I really want you to pay attention to this. Susie was talking about relationships and all the different kinds of relationships you have. Uh, the ones you have at home are the close personal ones and the ones that you have at work. The one that she just barely touched on is so key. It's the relationship you have with yourself. It took me the vast majority of my life to understand that, to understand how important it was if I don't love and care about me, how in the world can I have healthy, vibrant relationships with other people? It's not possible. Or at the very least, they're not the best they can be. I will say that. Just not the best they can be. And speaking for myself only, that's what I want. i I've never been a person who cared about money. That is not important to me. Not even a little bit. People are what I care about. People are what I want. I want to know as deeply as the other person is comfortable with to know people. And I realize not everybody's as comfortable having deep, meaningful relationships. And I'm okay with that. So I don't know about you listeners. I'm getting very excited about what we're talking about today. So, and Susie and I could talk for a really long time. And that all that means is we need to have her on again. That's what that means. Thank you, John. Thank you. I do want to highlight what you just said and, and affirm that, that all of our relationships start with our relationship with ourselves. And so I do work, um, a lot of our, the, the work I do personally and in some of the courses I'm working on have to do with how to build a better relationship with ourselves because that's where we start. But most people don't start that work until a relationship in another place 
has seen problems and then they're like, oh, I, I might need to look at this place. So uh, uh, you know, again, it goes back to that whole, it starts and ends with relationships. And so I think that's a good call out. Knowing ourselves better, having healthy uh, image, self-image and self-concept really does impact how we treat other people. And it, it is a mirror. I think we grow and change in the context of relationship. Um, and we begin to look at where we might need to grow because we realize the way we come across or something that may have been wounded or broken or struggling in us um, or even an insecurity is coming out in our relationship with other people. Sure. And so the mirror that people provide for us is, is really important. I did a lot of work um, with a group of men at one point in time about how they're really like they were top dogs, high drivers, but their feedback from their employees was that they seemed angry they seemed um insensitive and so the reality yeah. was what was driving that story for them you know we looked at that but we you know we looked at skills but we also looked at the motivation behind what was driving that story and that behavior for them so i totally agree we have to work on our relationship with ourselves <clears throat> i used to be one of those people so i get it i totally understand that um <clears throat> i've got one final question to kind of wrap up with the book here. Okay. What's the cost to someone who does not do what you suggest in the book? Oh, wow. The cost on, I think the cost is very high. I think I would put it on a number of levels. Um, there's a story um, that I share when I speak at events uh, for businesses um, that I, I'm actually looking at updating with. I haven't quite done the Jeff Bezos analysis yet. But we all I don't, are familiar with Shark Tank. And Robert Herjavec on Shark Tank shares a story that um, I think it was 25 plus years fell apart. He was at the top of his game with Shark Tank and, you know, sought after. Um, and his marriage fell apart and he shared how he became suicidal. He actually lost his relationship with his wife and kids and it devastated his world. And so as we look at this successful, successful in quotes, person who's making all this money, influencing other people's success, impacting the world, feeling suicidal because his personal world fell apart. And he talks about how he had to do personal work to grow in a relationship and his skills and his abilities so that he could you know, rebuild his life. And so, you know, he, and, and I know he lost a good, a good chunk of his fortune. So there's the personal cost of devastation. There's a the professional cost that, you know, I've worked with entrepreneurs where they've lost, they've lost their business um, because it was, you know, um, part of it went in the settlement. I've worked with other people who've lost very high power jobs or, you know, the, the prestige of their reputation. And so the, the, the cost is very high on, on, on the external level. I also think the cost is very high on an internal level because we were created for relationship. We were created to be involved with people. And if we don't do the work to create good relationships, we live lonely and isolated and thwarted and frustrated. And, and you know, we, we get very, um, we, we can get very busy in the numbing, but we don't have those deep satisfying moments of connection. And so I think the cost is, is incredibly high, so much so that I've staked my career on it. Um, it is my life's work to be involved with helping people create better relationships. I think we often avoid looking at the cost because we hope it's not going to be as bad as we think. But mm. I've never worked with anybody, I'm trying to think, who has said, boy, that was worse. That cost me more than I ever thought it would, personally and professionally, in terms of my relationship, my reputation, and my revenue. Gotcha. Okay. Before we get to our final four, and as the listeners know, I do a final four with all of my interviewees. Before we get to that, how can people get in touch with you? They've been listening. It's like, oh my gosh, Susie is amazing. I have to know how to get in touch with her. How do I do that? 
You're awesome, John. Thank you. The best way to reach me is on my website, susiemiller.com, and that's S-U-S-I-E miller.com, and there's links to all my social. Um, I will actually, I'm sure you'll have that in the show notes. The That's where you can connect with me, and it'll give you a link to my Facebook group. It'll give you a link to my Instagram, my Twitter, so you can connect with me on your favorite social media platform. Um, the other thing I would love to offer your listeners is what I mentioned um, before. There's a 10-day communication challenge that crosses personal and professional lines and just helps you build better communication. It's done email and video. It's free, and it's 10-day communication challenge, um, the number 10-day communication challenge. And I'm sure you'll put that in the show notes as well. And that's a free gift for your audience. And either of those ways, they'll be able to connect with me because once you do my challenge, we'll be email friends. Nice. All right. So listeners, go to Susie's website, susiemiller.com. Challenge is also on there. If you scroll down to the bottom, there's a link to get on the challenge there as well. That's right. So if you go to her site, you can find the challenge there, but we will be sure to include it here just in case you're like me. And sometimes I'm lazy and I don't want to have to make the second click. So right. there's a book link there too that you can get okay. the book the, uh, to buy the book. It's going to be available at all your major uh, retailers, Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, Indie, Pals, of course, Amazon. And there's a link there on my website too, but I'm sure again, they'll all be in the show notes. So but for your one-stop shop, Susan.com has it all. Launch date is when? August 18th. It will be available on August 18th. That's right. Tuesday, August 18th, Susie's book is available. Yeah, you can go in now and pre-order it if you want, but it dropped. Yeah, so it can be pre-ordered, I think, beginning this month. Yeah. All right. So we can pre-order now. Yeah. And listeners, I will let you know, the first person who listens to this show, does a screenshot of it, tags Susie and me both on it, and you put it out on whichever social media platform you use, doesn't matter, I'm on all of them. You tag us, when I find out about that, you're going to get a free copy of Susie's book and it's going to be signed for you. Oh, that's awesome, John. Thank you. I'm excited about that. Yes. Okay. And if you go to susiemiller.com forward slash book after you buy the book, there's a huge bonus stack. I'm, I have a free companion guide. Oh, nice. There's a, a number of other eBooks and some trainings and two videos that are all available um, once you pre-order the book or you order the book after the date it's launched. Um, I really wanted to give people some extra goodies um, for being in that, um, for purchasing the book. So there's some fun things there for you as well. Nice. So not only the book, we're getting extras here, people. So you have no excuse. You got to get out there and get that book as soon as possible. All right, Susie, are you ready for our final four? Sure. All right, here we go. Question number one, why did God create Susie? Oh, gosh, those are deep. Those aren't fast, fun questions. <laughs> um, honest answer, because he delights in me. and wanted to have just unique me to be in a relationship with me. Okay, love that answer. Thank you. Question number two, what are you reading or listening to right now that's helping you grow? Oh, that's great. I just started a book called Creativity, Inc., by the founder of Pixar, and it's causing me to think in really different ways. Nice. Um, and I'm loving that. It's really, um, I actually have it right here, Creativity Inc. It's um, by Ed Catmull. And I, I started it recently with some friends and a mastermind are reading it together. And it's making me think of creativity in a different way. Nice, nice. Oh, that's, that is a discussion we definitely could have and go very deep into because uh, just as an aside to everybody, I was one of those people for years that believed the lie, and that is that creativity only means if you're like a singer 
or you play music or you, or you draw, you draw, you make paintings, things like that. Nothing could be further from the truth. There is every bit as much in creativity when it comes to speaking as it does to creating the best website possible, or if it's the way you are an interior decorator and how you decorate a home. It's, it's all creativity. It's just different kinds. I mean, I would even go so far as to say there's creativity in the guys who are computer programmers and how they make code look. Yeah, I would agree. All right. Well, that's fantastic. All right. Number three, what's your favorite thing to do with your family? Oh gosh, that's really fun. So we love to hike. We love okay. to, with my husband now, and when we would take our kids on hikes, um, we love to be outdoors and, and see beautiful places, I would say. So hiking, um, I have a really favorite memory of doing the Grand Canyon with my kids. Mm. The other thing we love to do is we love to play games. Okay. We are, we're a game playing family. Get us a Settlers of Catan, a ticket to ride. I mean, all of the competition comes out. Okay, very good, very good. All right, and number four, what are you most grateful for? Wow. I would say I am most grateful for today. That's a, I, pro, I have a gratitude practice where I write five things I'm grateful for every night, um, which really helps as I have been through some significant challenges in my own life with personal stuff. And like I'm a cancer survivor, some health things that have been going on. Today, I am absolutely over the moon grateful for my sweet little grandson yeah. because he makes me laugh. And laughter in these times feels like, you know, not to be cliche, but a great medicine. He yeah. is just, you know, fun and delightful. I think laughter is, would probably be being able to laugh in the midst of hard times makes me really grateful right now. Nice. Love that. Love that. All right. Any parting words for our folks? Anything that we didn't touch on that you want to make sure that we know coming from Susie Miller? John, you asked really good questions. This is fabulous. Um, I would say the one thing I want to say that we might not have touched on is no matter where you are in your relationships, there is always hope mm. that you can be the one making a difference. You can, you can begin to make changes and things will change because if you think about a mobile, if you pull on one side, the whole thing moves mm -hmm. and they might not always be the changes you want, but you're not <laughs> stuck where you are. And you can take little incremental steps to begin to make a difference. And that, to me, makes me hopeful because, you know, we're not, we're not stuck. Mm -hmm. We're able to, to do one or two things to, you know, change today. Um, and then the other thing I would say is if you do nothing else, begin to look at how you listen to people. Mm -hmm. Because if you begin to think about how you listen to people, what began to change for me was I realized how much I wasn't listening and how much I could learn from them and about them by pausing long enough to really be present. So those are the two things I would say. There's always hope. There's always hope. And to begin with one skill, just begin. All right. Well, listeners, Susie has given us so much information today. There's a lot to unpack. So my suggestion to you, if you've made it this far, is that this is going to be an episode you're probably going to want to listen to multiple times because each time you do it, I think you're going to get something new from it. And also, after you've listened to this for the first time and you listen a second, third, and fourth times, have a notebook close by, something you can write stuff down with. Uh, because I know that when I go back and listen to this again, I'm going to have my notebook close by and be able to write things down because there's things I'm going to want to pay attention to. Well, Susie, thanks again very much for being here with us today. Just so happy you decided to spend a little bit of time with us and share with us the great stuff you have in your book. And we can't wait until it comes out. 
Thanks, John. Thanks for having me. Thanks to your listeners um, for being, you know, just willing to be with us for this little bit of time. Hopefully they got a couple nuggets that they can take and run with and that, you know, grab my book. It is, it is a quick read and it is, um, it, it has gotten some really good results for clients who, who have taken the time to put at least one step into action. Thanks for having me. I really love being with you today. Thank you, Susie. And thank you listeners for tuning in and we will talk to you next time. Bye everybody. Thanks for listening to Relationships and Revenue. I'd love to get your thoughts on the show. Two ways you can do that are to give us a rate and review and or connect with me on social media. You can find me at John Hewlin. Thanks again for listening. And remember, passion gets you started. Purpose keeps you going. Have a great day and we'll see you next time. Bye.